here we go. Fall of 2019. This is the 1080 Outdoors Podcast Land Management Series, where our main focus is pursuing the truth for everyday hunters like you. I wouldn't say it's kind of an FU, it's definitely an FU. Chronicle and document how our season's going and give you real-time updates, overall land management practices. You have to find a way to hunt big buck where they are. Welcome to the 1080 Outdoors Podcast, episode 22 and rut report number two. Today I'm joined with Steve Sizz. And we go over his recent success in the hunting woods where he got a really nice mature buck on November 4th morning, which is the morning that we recorded this. And we go over my hunt where I got a really nice eight-pointer this past Saturday. And it was one of the most exciting um, hunts I have ever been on. Before we get into Steve and I's conversation, I just wanted to cover the weather forecast with you guys for the next week. Um, it's looking like we're going to going to have an intense pressure rise over the next few days today's tuesday november 5th there's a good chance of snow tomorrow morning wednesday morning and then the temperatures are going to plummet and the pressure is going to rise so wednesday thursday friday are going to be really good pretty cold saturday and sunday we're going to deal with looks like a little bit of a rain or a snow event with pressure plummeting and then next week, the pressure is going to jump back up. And it looks like it's, I mean, overall, with little chance of rain in between Saturday and Sunday, it's going to be dry and sunny. And these bucks are going to be moving. I, I personally uh, really like the 7th through the 14th even more than the first week of November. So it's, it's those all-day sit times now because it's just a matter of those big bucks um, not being locked down and being on the search. Uh, for a doe so be out there as much as you can find a way to stay warm I know this weekend we're probably going to look into sitting in a blind with a heater on Sunday with a low of 7 high of 23 Saturday looks to be a good day high of 35 um, it's going to be cold just just please <laughs> be careful try to find a way to stay warm try to enjoy your hunting um, and good luck and Let's kick it over to Steve and I's conversation about our both both of our successful hunts in the past week. All right, let's do it. Yeah, so last week um, we talked about, or I talked about, not being so damn stubborn and actually hunting close to the buildings because that's where all the deer seem to like to be anyhow. But the one first morning I went up to the top of my property, and I had a nice, uh, it's like eight or ten pointer, maybe a nine, just, you know, those nice, nice buck come through. But... Just not quite what I was looking for. So that was cool. But then I'm like, all right, enough's enough. I'm going to go and take my stand and set it up in the thick bedding that I know they like to bed right behind the house. And uh, so I'm, as I'm setting up the stand, the six-pointer chases his doe right up to me. And he's like 10 yards away while I'm on the ground. Um, and thank God he was little because yeah. I went back and I dropped my bow off. And I'm like, this is so stupid. I should bring my bow with because a deer is going to run right up to me now that I don't have my bow. And sure as shit, little buck runs right. I'm talking 10 yards away, but uh, it's thick, so he had no idea I was there. And side note, it's kind of cool. Like by the houses, the neighbor's um, wood stove, like it just smells like smoke. Mm -hmm. So it's like just yeah. like my smoky cover scent. So, but anyhow, so I set up a stand and very um, glad I, I uh, 
cleared out an entryway so I could sneak into it really quietly because I mean I'm right in their right in their their bedroom. And um so this morning at first light, I waited until it was a little bit light and I snuck in and thankfully, you know what I mean, it's really thick. So I, I cleared a path so I could get in there without making any noise. And um and it just rained, right? So it was nice and quiet. And I got up in my stand, like as soon as I sat down, I heard a branch break. You know the difference, you know what I mean? It's not a squirrel, yep. right? Too big. And um, so I got ready and I'm in really tight. I mean, it's thick, really thick. And I have pretty much one shooting window and the deer came just as like, I would hope it would come and it happened really quick. And right away I seen big long tines. So I knew he was big. I just didn't know if he was super awesome or just pretty awesome. But I drew mm-hmm. back and um, yeah, he walked right into the shooting lane, right where I was hoping he would. Made a perfect shot, which always feels good, you know, when you hit exactly where you're yep. aiming. And you know, it's a uh, a done deal. And walked up to him and said, yeah, he's a probably four and a half year old, um, big, heavy eight pointer, the split G2. Really, really, um, very, very happy about it. Definitely the biggest buck um, on my land management project that I've killed. And the other crazy thing is I didn't have a single picture of this guy. But I've never put cameras over where I was hunting either just because I'm too damn stubborn to put cameras right next to the house. Yeah. So that was cool. So who knows if he's uh, li- been living in there or if he just happened to be cruising through that bedding area looking for a hot doe or or what the case was. But, yeah, so it was an awesome morning, man. I was in my stand for like 15 minutes. And <laughs> literally, uh, if that, if that. Um, and how far are you from your house? Oh, gosh. I, I'm embarrassed to admit it. Like I could throw a stone and hit a roof. (laughs) That is so awesome. It is, but it's like, um, it just feels weird in a way. Like it's all, I feel like I should have to work harder for things sometimes. You know, I literally, I I wake up, have a cup of coffee, walk out the garage and walk like four minutes. You know what I mean? And I'm in a stand and there's freaking big box that just live right there. And like, like I'm saying, the biggest, nastiest, most awesome rub on my whole property is right behind my garage. It's just, I, dear man, you just. So yeah, you're, you know what I mean. You're sitting before you're right. He's probably, um, and then the one bed I took a picture of in there. It's you know, it's obviously a buck bed. It's just this bed with a rub right in it. Yeah. And, you know, he just lays there right by the neighbor's house. Um, and you know, it was cool, actually, too, when I was set up the stand, there was that little buck that came in. I mean, he was standing there for quite a while, so it was fun watching, but, like, um, the, the neighbor's car alarm went off, so it was like, rah, rah. I mean, right there, they don't freaking care. He just looked at it. Like, I mean, they're just so used to it. Nope, just, used to it. They just live there. So, yeah, I guess uh, don't be afraid to set up a ladder stand on your roof because, uh, basically, I mean, the, the crazy thing is, though, like, so where, where I was sitting, I mean, you, it's like thick it's cedars and, and honeysuckle and just thick thick nasty for us you know what i mean if you get on all fours kind of like a deer you crawl under that shit no problem but like yeah. walking upright it's just it's just so nasty so i mean they're close but i can see how they still feel like so safe and secluded because it is just thicker than shit and i think uh, they i think they probably feel more safe because they have every all their dangers right in front of them they can watch you plus they're covered and I think, I don't know if this is true, but I, I just feel like um, you have to less worry of, you know, not so much for mature buck, but for fawns and stuff, like less worry of coyotes and stuff being right by houses too. I don't yeah, probably. figure that out. 
but um i mean the downside when you hunt like that is like literally i won't see a deer until it's 20 hours away you know what i mean it's just so yeah i mean i'm just right in their bedroom so then that's it that was the hard thing too with um like this morning it's like it happens so quick it's if you really stop to analyze his rack you, your opportunity could be gone you know what i mean mm-hmm. you know quickly a deer can walk through a shooting window but I was happy. It wasn't, uh, it was definitely a big mature buck and um, kind of poems fun at Texas and risking me 40 bucks for the Cape. So that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So great morning, man. I'm, I was, uh, the good, uh, so downside is now what do I do with my mornings, right? It's like, this sucks. Now I don't have any bone, but I'll still go out and sit in a tree just because it's so much fun. And I'm thinking I'll probably maybe tomorrow head out to South Dakota and go chase mule deer. But you might think this is crazy. I'm going to sit there opening day of gun season with my bow because I really think um, I have a good chance of getting a buck with my bow gun season. Cause I think you can legally shoot a, a deer with a bow. Can't you? And put a gun tag on it. Or do you have to use a gun? I, I, I don't know. I know with those it's, it's either or, but I would check it. Gun. I would check it. I, I have a feeling or, that it has to be a gun. Really? Okay. I guess God, I could go with like a, single shot slug gun or something to make it there is states there is states that like are like that because then essentially you would get a, a, an additional buck tag and you'd be able to hunt in the december too if that if it was if it was I w- that'd be a good idea i wish it was like that but i, I yeah. i'm assuming that it has to be shot by a gun, gun. Nah, uh, i don't know yeah i'll look into it otherwise i mean i just kind of weird too but i do enjoy going out with just uh i just love being out there you know but um Going so out more, the more of a challenge, just shoot like a single shot, like old, uh, uh, like 20 gauge or something. Oh, I have one. Yeah. It's old, uh, hammer lock, single shot slug gun. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I used that before and then I got one with that. So it's like, all right, now what, but, um, yeah, even though, even just going out with a, a, a nice camera and getting a really good photos, it'd be cool too. Yeah. Um, but I would just, you know, how cool it'd be to shoot a deer, um, with your bow during gun season, everyone's out with their fucking 300 Winchester mags doing drives and you go out and zap them with a bow. I think that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. There's a lot of people that their favorite time to bow hunts during gun season. Oh really? Yeah. Just because of deer moving so much. It's moving all over. But yeah, man, what a great morning. And then you. Congrats. I, I didn't, I, I purposely didn't ask you anything about your hunt just so I could do it right now. Yeah. My, yeah, our hunt, my hunt was crazy. It's been, it was everything that I've been waiting and in the last two years have been my fault, my mistakes, but every single thing came together and exactly what we talk about, like just everything changes in in a minute. Um, so we sat, so I'm sitting fully prepared mentally to enter a complete grind. And cause I, I personally don't like the first to the seventh. I've never really? had much luck. I, that farm really seems to turn it on like the seventh through the fourteenth, but like I said before, I sometimes have mentally like am so worn out by then that I don't hunt it as much as I can. And I make mistakes, so I stayed out on Friday night and I drove around trying to find where the majority of the movement is because I guessed wrong um, Friday morning, and I saw a cut cornfield. I was observing it and i just caught it right before dark too because there was nothing moving and like 
a 12 or 15 deer piled out of this little chunk of woods. And like, there was like four bucks and at least three of them look mature all out of the same little ditch. So like, all right, interesting. And they all worked um, towards where we ended up sitting. So I decided that I was going to start sitting stands that hadn't been set yet and just start, you know, hitting every stand as long as the wind was good for a stand um, around the farm. So I made the choice to, at this stand, we call it the sugar camp. It's, it runs. So, you know, like where the farm is, you look down to your left before you pull in the driveway, there's a big pond down there. And I've said that ditch ditch is one of the best ditches while that stands back. So there's two fingers that come up the, the hay field goes back and narrows down and the stands about 25 yards into the woods, right where that like hay field comes and like makes that, you know, kind of, there's two fingers that come up, Hayfield goes in and the big woods connects and I'm about 25 yards in and that spot's really good because there's that pond above and there's really thick cover up there where, where Doe's bed. There's a giant ditch that would be off to our, uh, um, Northeast, no Northwest that houses tons of doe and, and, and a lot of bucks. So they work just through there. The issue is it's kind of open and, and it's hard to pinch the movement down a lot. But um, so sun starts coming up. We hear chasing on the other hillside. Um, right away, two fawns come right under our tree at like five yards. Well, then directly underneath our tree and um, start chasing around and making noise. And sure enough, I look behind me and one three-year-old comes up, walks 25 yards broadside across the food plot. One's right behind him that I'd already seen three times, another three-year-old. Those ones move off down to the pond. Then, like, this is all within like 10 minutes. I look back and a nice, really nice three-year-old comes up over the hill and crosses our road with another one following him. So within five minutes, four, four, at least three-year-olds are within 50 yards um, and all just running, grunting, chasing. So we saw in the first half hour, 12 deer, four of which are nice bucks. Um, and like the right activity was just boom, there it was. And then everything shut down between those before daylight savings time. So between eight and nine, didn't see anything. And, uh, I reached in (laughs) and I said, uh, nine o'clock is the money time. And we threw a, a little dip of red man in for a rally chew. <laughs> and I said, I guarantee you between nine and 11, we will see what, one of the four to five year old bucks that are in this area have to like, there's a hot doe in here somewhere. Those fawns were by themselves. Those deer were like the three-year-olds are running with their, like their mouth wide open. Their tongue was hanging out, like just acting like idiots. And, uh, I grabbed my antlers to think about rattling and Jeffrey's my cousin who filmed the whole thing goes, I'm pretty sure I just heard a grunt. And I'm like, well, if you're pretty sure you heard a grunt, you probably did. Where was it? And he said it came from like right, and we can barely see down this hill, but it leads down to the big ditch where there's all these treetops. A tornado went through a few years ago, and it's really just a giant bedding area. He's like, I'm pretty positive it was right over there. So I'm like, all right. So I turn around on my stand up, turn around my tree stand, and I'm just like, just scanning down in there and in between a tree, two trees like this, I see tips of horns just like moving back and forth. So I barely catch him. 
in between like these two trees and he's hundred yards away. So he moves, he's moving right on a transition of thick and the open timber. And he's just downwind of that whole bedding area, just checking, making scrapes and rubs. So I grunt at him. He whips his head around, keeps going. I tickle antlers together, whips his head around, keeps working that transition. And uh, he starts to leave like down the hill away from us, probably like 150 yards away now. And I snort wheeze at him, whips his head around 180, starts up the hill towards us. And we got a great video of him just like sitting down there, just dead straight on with us staring right at us, 150 yards away across this, down kind of in this ditch. So Jeffrey's kind of like, and I told him before, save the camera, <laughs> save, save, conserve battery because it seems like it's going to be one of those days where I'm, I'm, we're sitting out here all day. Cause I had a day in that stand last year where I saw 12 different bucks and wow. Yeah. And, uh, it's just a matter of just, yeah, just a matter of being there on the right day. So the buck comes up and I'm like, and in my mind, and I don't think I told Jeffrey this as much. Um, I knew for a fact he was going to at least get on our hillside cause now he's coming to get downwind. So he circles up and now he's, he's right on the same spine. So he's straight out from us on this like hill road, but in this thick um, weeds. And I didn't realize it then, but he, we saw it later and there was about a size of a, of a car or a truck uh, hood scrape back there. He hits that, gets to our hillside where he's starting to become downhill or downwind of us. But with that spot, it's a big ditch and we had a Northwest wind, but the Northwest wind comes in off that, like having those two fingers that roll up and that, that field that comes back in those fingers the wind comes in and jets through and shoots straight down away into this big ditch with the thermals rising so I felt pretty confident that he wasn't going to be able to get you know to wind us and once he was he was going to be within range and he hit that he hit our hillside hit a trail and started trotting in trotted into 25 yards grunted at him and he was quartering slightly and I pulled back and I was fine with it because he was at 25 yards. And I was going to drive it through his front shoulder and I shot and he actually <laughs> jumped the arrow and, and did a little degree turn towards it even more. So the arrow actually went in through in front of his shoulder and went all up and through him. And then while he's running away, I just saw blood just gushing as he's running away and he just gets over a knoll and I don't hear any crashing or anything. So at the time I'm like, blood's gushing and I'm like in the video I'm like like freaking out kind of I'm like I know like it wasn't I didn't like shooting him quartering too but I must have drove it through that front shoulder and it got lodged in the back side because you could still see his arrow sticking out so we climb down get out come back watch it on tv realize that he actually made a freaking rotation and the thing almost went directly like just slipped right inside of his shoulder right inside the front shoulder blade but the video showed like every step was whoosh, gushing blood. And then we saw like right before he disappeared, like a, just a giant, like it was like a bucket full of blood just came out of his mouth. And then he like kind of just disappears over this horizon. So we thought, so we come back, start tracking. And it's like, we're, you know, we're looking at the impact site. And um, I was like, where the hell? It has been right here. And then Jed goes, you think maybe like right there. And it was the biggest blood trail I've ever seen just a complete red carpet all the way and he died exactly where we saw him he didn't go over the hill he fell just didn't hear him crash 
Through what both kind of hits do you shoot? Um, hyperdermic right, rage. Yeah. So you probably, probably slice the aortic artery and the blood just no, it's, it's like a through paint both can. through both uh both lungs and heart. Yeah, that's all yeah, right right just right down the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it slipped in. It actually did take part of his front shoulder, so it did punch punch through that, but it must just that angle just downward, so through both of his lungs and then right in the arrow stuck in his heart. He was dead in like fifteen seconds. Oh yeah. Yeah, he made it fifty yards, sixty yards. But yeah, so the story with him is um he's just a big eight pointer. I could tell he was mature on trail cameras. I had him on um, the same cameras that I had uh, called V-Town and then a bucket called Flyer, which were both way more high-scoring deer than him. But he he had a definitely matured body. And I could tell he was really aggressive in all his trail cam pictures because he'd always just come running up and he'd be bumping, bumping deer off. I think I have a couple pictures of him actually sparring. And just that spot, I just – I knew he – I. I wish I would have said it on my interview in the morning before when we, when we were talking, because in my back of my mind, I'm like, I guarantee you he's, I'm going, we're going to see him because he was the most active buck in that area, just on his feet all the time. I had daylight pictures of him back in like half-assed daylight pictures of him, like even in October and September. So it's just crazy that this number one, I've never had a snort wheeze work. Like yeah, that. it's kind of cool. It's just, like the whole thing, the video, everything, he just circles all the way around us and then it comes trotting in 25 yards. So it's just plenty of time to get good and nervous. That's the thing. I wasn't nervous because the whole time, like, there's no way. There's oh. no way it's going to work. <laughs> like, he's just going to, he's just going to skirt around like they do. Like, because when he got up on the same, like, spine as us, he was 80, 85 yards away. And I'm like, that's the one freaking problem with the stand is that because there's, I, they, they take that far trail over there and I'm like, and I've always contemplated just moving that stand back in, but then you miss the movement that just skirting the field edge. And I was just like, he's just going to go circle all the way around us, then get downwind of us, but he's going to take the low, because there's a really low trail that they can take and it's out of range. But he got on that first trail and he took it all, just, it was crazy. He just trotted right in. Just insane. Doesn't make any sense. Never it's seen fun it. when that happens. Yeah, yeah. So the old aggressive buck that, um, you know what I mean, picked the wrong fight. Yeah, yeah. Not a not a beautiful. He doesn't have. Yeah, I I think he's a beautiful rack. He's a perfect eight pointer. I don't know what he would score. Probably I don't think I don't even know if he goes one forty. But, um, yeah, just under two hundred pounds. Oh really? You weighed him, huh? Yeah, I was thinking about doing that, but I don't have a scale, and like I said. Yeah, I took him down to the to the bar. I'm in a contest down there, so I could do that. Swing over to the, but then I actually just got a scale too. Questions. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a crazy. It's just kind of a crazy experience, and like you said, it's it's cr- weird because like yesterday, just November third and a Sunday, and I wasn't hunting. I was just like driving around aimlessly. <laughs> right. Do I did, did so when you shot him? Did he like bolt out like a like yeah, crazy? He, yeah, he he. I mean, you watch it in slow motion. You can see that it, it's a. He almost like actually like his ass like dropped like right away. Like I bet he almost dropped then. But he he picked up speed and was running normally. 
I was worried because I thought I tucked it. I knew I hit him. I knew I was tight because I I put the air, I put the pin right on his shoulder. I was just planning on driving it through his shoulder, and uh, just because I did it to that dough earlier in the year, so like it just went through like butter with that new bow. So I felt confident with that, and those arrows I shoot are very like small diameter, heavy in weight. So I mean, it's just I felt confident with that. So yeah. I think you drive it through just as long as you don't hit the ball. Yeah. If you hit the, if you hit the ball, nothing's going. You know what I mean? That's where you get an inch of penetration and find two drops of blood. Or if you're shooting them at like 40, 45 yards, whatever, right. 50 yards. Um, yeah, you lose energy. So, yeah, like right away I was – I he ran away fine. The only thing that, that gave me like 100% confidence is he's squirting blood, and that always right. means always – The reason I asked – I was just reading an article um, about – so, I, you know, this year I shot with the Rage Extreme. And they're talking about like those huge cutting diameters that they hit with like so much trauma. Um, they just, it, they bolt out like crazy, but if you use a smaller diameter broadhead, it doesn't, it, it's not that initial like shock trauma. And a lot of times they don't even realize they've been shot and they just kind of, you know, take a few steps and then start walking. Yeah. But, so I don't know how true that is. Just one article. Well, I can I'll tell you the crossbow ones are like that. The new crossbows, like the Raven that we, have you shot before? Like I've, people the people that have that raven shot deer that just stand there no clue oh, the arrow just zips right through and then they just stand there and bleed out <laughs> yeah. or like, they'll realize after a couple seconds and like start like trying to run but that th- those things are insane those things go through shoulders and both shoulders yeah that's what i want um sorry, my brother and I are talking about like crossbow versus bow it's two different sports well i don't even like to call it a sport two, it's not even the same category you know what i'm saying like to pull back a bow and make a shot with a bow is so much harder than a crossbow. It's not even, I don't even think you compare yeah. the two. No, it's not. I mean, it's not, it's, but it provides whatever it provides people that oh, can't, yeah, absolutely. can't normally hunt, hunt. And, um, it's just, I, it's, it's not the same as shooting a gun. I, I've, I've used both and, it's, <laughs> but I mean, these new bows are pretty freaking phenomenal too. Oh yeah. They shoot so damn fast and hard and quiet and, Oh, it's just like, don't even freaking feel it, man. Like, I know it's like that in the moment anyways, but. You know what's weird? I think about this, like, in the moment. So, like, you know, obviously I drew back, aimed, shot, everything. But it's like a blur. Like, I never freaking remember that part of it. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, and, and I, it's just so bizarre. You don't remember ever, like, wherever you like, hover your pin at? Well, like, I know the, sh- like, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's just weird. I mean, I knew like it was like right away. It was a perfect shot. I, I think I messaged you and my brother right away. I was like, "Yeah, it's definitely dead." Mm-hmm. But like the whole process of drawing back, because I drew back early and I was waiting for him to step into the opening, and um, it's just it's weird. It's like, like a weird. It's like yeah. muscle memory just kicks in, right? It oh just, yeah, that's it, that's definitely so, what it is. So nice. See, my mind, like you said, did I have a long time to get excited? So the whole process of it, like, because right away I see him and I'm contemplating if I'm going to shoot him or not. And then he comes up and I see his, like, face and I recognize him through his – because this deer had, like, a really, like, pretty, like, dark face on him. And I noticed that in trail cam pictures. And uh, so when I saw him then and then I saw his body, I'm like, all right, immature buck for sure. Yeah, see, Um, I like – you know how when a deer's coming and you're like, come on, come this way, come this way, come this way, and you have a chance to get nervous and excited and whatever. 
So like mine, it was it was like I seen antler, I heard something, I seen antlers. It was so quick. I didn't have a chance to get any of that, which is kind of, you know what I mean? It's cool yeah. to have it happen like that. But sometimes it's nice when it's like, come on, come on. Or you grunt and they look at you and it's like, well, come on, you fucker, come on. Or like you, you snort wheeze and then it starts coming. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and, my, and, my, and mine was more like, it was just like, I was so focused on what, what he was going to do that when he like it, i still got caught off guard almost because like he hit our side of the side hill and he started trotting and i was like oh sh- jesus he's coming and i realized what trail he was on so i just all i had enough time was like, like range one stump and i was like either gonna go in front of her but hitting the stump range at 33 and then it was like grab my bow here and he was like right on us like draw back he went in front of the stump oh went past the tree whack like happened really quick and then yeah i was a psychopath afterwards but <laughs> that's cool and then you know you got it all on film blood squirting everywhere yeah yeah, yeah the blood is i've never seen a, anything like that or how much he was just gushing out as you ran away today i actually got to re-remind myself how pathetic i am at seeing blood because it was you know a 10 ring shot and his blood just ran everywhere and i'm having such a damn hard time it's so pathetic like i'm looking 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 and there's just a pool of blood you know what I mean? And then I go with some guys like, well, there's a spec. There's a spec. I'm like, what the shit, dude? I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm fucking terrible. But you're well, not used... colorblind? No, no. It's like, it's there. And then once I see it, it's like, oh my God, why did it take me so long to see this? It's fucking right there. We have but... a buddy who's colorblind, can't see red. Oh, yeah. He's useless. Then for tracking. Yeah, he not, does not do well on that. Um, but yeah, no, because I've shot where I've tracked deer. And I'm just like, I'll come to a dead end. So I'll call for help. And within like five seconds, like, oh, I went this way. It's like, oh, for God's sakes, I'm useless. But one thing you said that, so you said that where the tornado went through. Like, if you got land, man, be that tornado. I mean, that's so, I think so for like my lands, when I bought it, thinking back, it was shit. And um, so the buck I just shot. For the first, I don't know, two, three years, this buck's bigger than anyone I even had a picture of, right? Like, not even a fucking photo of a decent buck. And now, I didn't have this one. So, this year, there's four bucks I would have shot. Well, yeah, I would have. Four different ones, which is a huge improvement. And basically, all I am is a, like, selective tornado. Mm -hmm. Just go through the chainsaw. You know, tornadoes obviously aren't selective, but they do damn right. Like you said, that great bedding area, the fucking tornado went through. Yep. Yeah, it was completely. That's all natural. Yeah. That area. And but it's so easy to recreate with a chainsaw, right? Yeah. Basically, just go knock shit down with the chainsaw. You can be really selective. So yeah, man, land management. I'm a. Um, it's really started. Well, it's really really paying off. And it's only going to get better because there's a lot more work I can do, right? I'm actually really pumped to get in and, and uh, do a bunch of work. I might do some the next day or two, but then come gun season, that way the deer have a place to hide. So they hide from all the neighbors with their deer drives and shit. I hope they – you're doing it right where they should. I mean, they go somewhere during gun season, most of them. Last, it's just last year. It was such a, a perfect storm for hunters. The weather was beautiful. It was early. It was an early, early gun season, mm-hmm. just the way yep. Thanksgiving landed. So the bucks were still pretty heavily ruddy. They were stupid. Weather's great. So there's hunters everywhere. And they just got fucking slaughtered. Um, but obviously some nice bucks from who knows where came wandering through and found that they liked this property and decided to hang around. So, yeah, I'm 
really, really happy about uh, about the work finally paying off. It makes hunting a lot more fun. And then two of my brothers, like, because I pulled my chips out of the woods a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why? And uh, it's like, well, once I know they're there, I know that there's someone to be out there. And then it takes away the temptation to freaking stinking up the woods, checking carbs all the time, right? <laughs> it's like, what good is it going to do for me to know that the buck that I know is already here was there two days ago when it's the rut and they're just wandering, you know what I mean? So, and then he's like, well, it doesn't mean you have to check them. It's like, well, yeah, but I know me. You know how damn fun it is checking cameras. Yep. My ass is like, ah, I'm going to go check this one. And then I'll that's check a, this one. That's the biggest difference I have made um, in the last two years is I don't check any cameras um, after about mid, like I'll check them one more time, like maybe like the 20th, 21st of October. And then I'm done because it's, it, all you do is drive yourself crazy. Yeah. Unless you go, unless I go in and then the cameras next to my stand, which I always usually have something next to my stand for the situations. And, uh, you, but you're always, cause think about the information you're getting is late. It's yep. you can't use it. Um, and it's too damn tempting to just go walk around the woods, checking cameras, leaving stink all over. Mm-hmm. That's one thing too. I did when I uh, set up the stand yesterday is I wore like gloves and everything. So I didn't let any of my skin as much as possible, touch any branches or anything. So I just don't, you know, leave as much as little scent around as possible. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And I can't, really, I can't, really I cannot harp on this enough sitting on the leeward side of a hill with wind blowing over into a big ditch in the morning is untouchable. If you know what you're doing. Yeah, you're had, We had we had a doe come downwind of us at fifty yards and she and she she knew something was up, but it wasn't it wasn't the dramatic blowing psycho show that um was you, know, like you, know, you just yeah. looked and looked and looked and looked and then just kinda walked away. And the fact that he went through our wind, and granted he's an he's being an idiot right. trotting in, but still he's a mature buck that went right through our downwind, came into twenty and he I think he would have just kept going if I'd have let him. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, your stink just went right over his head. Yeah, it's and it's and we and he wasn't the only one. We had every single one of those three year olds went through that wind stream. Mm-hmm. Like, and two, yeah, this year, just same thing because I, I said the same strategy and it's like you're invisible. Like, I'll have deer every side of the tree. And they don't even like check the wind. Like there's something they're like, you know what I mean? How sometimes they'll lick their nostrils and then put their nose yep. up and, and uh, cause they're like, what's that? You know, it's like nothing, not even a hint. And then, um, you know, like everyone should got all my clothes and out, out in the garage inside of a, a plastic container boots stay out. Like it just makes yeah, it. Like so you're way better on that stuff than I am. I don't even. I wear my clothes in my truck. I wear my boots in my truck. I will, I'll go and um, I'll bring my clothes in and like set it on my bed. Oh, I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't even, I don't even uh, do any of that. I used to be, a, I used to take showers and all that stuff, but I've just, I, moved from it. I've, I just, I feel so comfortable, especially in the, the terrain, terrain that we hunt. Yeah, so for me, I'm not as to be honest. Yeah, I'm not as worried about my scent when I get up in the tree. It's it's the scent trail I leave yep. getting in and out of it. So that's why and that, I try that to is avoid that. that is the one issue of hit hunting those leeward side of the hills because the most of the time you're not going to be walking directly up the hill with the wind in your face. 
for the most part, especially when you're entering in from field tops, you might be more from how you enter in your property, but like that is the one issue. And like when we were walking through that field in the morning, like we ran into, I think those two fawns that ended up coming out, but, um, and I was just like, we have to just walk quick. It's a fast walk, especially if you're through a field. It's not loud. Just get, get out there as fast mm-hmm. as you can. Um, oh, street cutting across the field where they can see you. You know what I mean? Burn across well, we, we, we came in, that's, I go in that spot in the pitch black, at least get to the wood line in the pitch black. Um, and then I stop and listen, um, and see what's going on around us. But we were in there 45 minutes before sun even started appearing in the sky. So, and then I just move, I just move very quickly across that field because the wind does blow down to like where that pond is and that ditch where there's, there can be deer. And I've, and I know why we've walked past deer before. It's just a matter of walking past fast enough. And I've walked past deer out there before with that wind and doing that and they'll blow, but they don't know what happened because it's dark. It's really dark out and they end up coming by once it's daylight. Crazy. So it's just, I, it's, I know I've probably gotten screwed there before with a mature buck probably. Um, and there's other ways to maybe hunt that spot, but this time of year it's worth the risk just because it was such a good spot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, it worked out. And, two, uh, I think it's good to just clear paths to your stand. If you, yeah. you know what I mean? If you got thick shit, you know, like if I hadn't done that, um, cleared a path, you know what I mean? You got just twigs, like it'll scrape against your backpack or tink on your bow or, or whatever. There's a, that deer was so damn close when I got into my tree, I probably would have never even seen him. You know what I mean? He'd been like, that's not right, and just went the other direction. Yeah. But it was like, it was a good morning where it was, thankful that wet leaves too, because it was just so, you know what I mean, so quiet getting into a tree. It was it was great. Super great. I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, and it was uh, windy too, wasn't it? No, no. Very well, it's kind of windy now. I was just cutting my deer. I was just get got started on quartering mine up. And... I mean, well, that, you know what? That being said, maybe – you know how it depends where you're sitting. So I'm Yeah, it's fixed, hard to tell where you are. Well, I was in like thick cedars. So yeah. I mean it's there was cedars, honeysuckles and, and some buckthorn, but just thick, thick, thick. And um man, yeah, God. So it's like it's so fun, but I love bow hunting so much. I know you get said you sometimes kinda but I could sit every freaking day. I just love it. So now it's Oh, like, I, oh. Could now. I could now. <laughs> I could now. I I I always I, can if I know there if I got a picture of a good one. Like I never get sick of being in a tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like, there's just always that chance. Like there's that yeah. that moment could happen. I think I'm gonna get I'm get I'm getting better at it. Before it's just like I gotta get at this mature buck with a bow. Because this is my first um four year old plus buck with a bow. So it's just so like when you say I gotta ask this because I never know. So like the farms right now are half year old, right? They're all six months old. Yeah. So yeah. then the next year they're a year and a half and two and a half. So I always say like a four and a half. So when you say four, which way do you four mean? Four and a half, yeah. Oh, so you're wrong. I usually, I usually say I usually say four, four and a half, too. I just – Okay. It's like whatever guys said, I don't know which way they mean. Oh, definitely mean four, yeah. So four and a half. Same number that the half is involved with. <laughs> so five and yeah, a half so, is a five, six and a half, six, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, well, fuck, man, which one is it? But, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So – um. Oh, I was going to say, too, like, you said, man, you got a good wife. You can go hunt right away. This is for hunters. This is, uh, like, if you do decide to get married, like, a good 
Faust one, they know like right off the get go, it's like, this is what I've always done. This is what I will always do. Whether I'm fucking married to you or married to anyone, you know what I mean? So once you lay it out and it's like, you know, I just let her know this is really important to me and she understands that. So she'll like work around her work schedule and ever to um, make it possible for me to do this. And I love the shit out of her for it. And then I do the same for the stuff that she really loves. So yeah. if she wants to go to gymnastics nationals and she wants to go to her family events. It's like, it's, it works out really well. So hopefully um, any guys spouses out there, if you, like I literally just said, you know what I mean? Like, this is really important to me. It's what I love to do. If I can't do this, I'm not a happy human being. Cause you know what I mean? I don't party. I don't go, you know, I don't go drinking. I don't want to sit and watch the Packers on Sundays. I don't want to, I just want to go bow hunting in the morning. Yep. It's, it's cool. So it's that's a good way. Nice. That's a good way of putting it. If you can't do it, you're just not a happy person. That's the same. No. So if you get a hint that some girl is going to try and not let you do what you love, there's plenty of other girls or guys out there. If girls are listening and you might think like, gosh, what a dick, but dude, life's short. Find something that makes you happy. Otherwise, get out. Same you know thing I mean? goes, goes with your work and stuff too. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's why I'm so thankful to have employees and, and stuff that allows me to take the time to get out in the mornings and, yeah. um, and do the things I enjoy. And then it just makes everything else better. Like I'm in a better mood. Work is better. I want a better dad, better everything. Cause I'm not like have this, like, I don't know what the word is in the back of my head. Like, God, I can't believe I don't get to do the one thing I really enjoy doing. Cause I really enjoy bow hunting. I don't know. It's like, the, it's the one thing that, I don't know, everything else and you do everything else in your life for this thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I put so much time and work. And it's, it's a cool thing, the way everything goes when you, you know, it's been hard, right? Two years of cutting trees. I mean, like hundreds of hours and work and falling down hills and this and that. And it's like, oh my gosh. And then once it finally comes together it's so much sweeter because you put so much so much work into it nobody ever sees that part they just see the rack you know what i mean and um i could afford to go somewhere and just shoot a giant something but it's a lot sweeter when you kind of earn it you know oh it's a lot different it's uh it's crazy it's expect yeah it's been a it's been a really awesome experience that's for sure it changes, changes stuff. It gives you, and now like, God, now it's like, oh, I'm just going to do it every year. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. It just, yeah. And then I, that's, oh man, next year is going to be so good. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm, I got, oh man. Cause in total, and then too, just totally honestly, a lot of the work I was doing, I had to do because the managed forest land told me to do it. And um, you know what I mean? Saving, what is it? 2,400 bucks a year is worth doing it. Mm-hmm. But now I, I have freedom to do just purely deer improvement. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. Do some really good improvement. And um, I, I'm going to not be so stubborn. And I'm going to start focusing a little more improvement, like directly behind the garage where they want to hang out anyhow for some reason. So I might as well make it even better for them. Yeah. And you have access there. <laughs> I have what? Such easy access. Such oh, easy access there. Yeah. 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 It's wake up, have a cup of coffee. And that's the secret. Anytime you got to get up extra early just to get a coffee and a poop in. So you don't have to worry about that when you're up in a tree. Oh, for sure. 
that's always the plan. It's like, Amber, she asked you more. She's like, why do you set your alarm so much earlier? It's like, because I don't want to have to shit out of my tree stand. <laughs> I've done it. And it's no fun. It also makes a giant difference is taking, um, like, I, I've gotten better at this over the years, too, is the night before. Because especially if you're hunting afternoon and then like, you come in in the dark and your shit always just gets unorganized. Um, like, all your, your stuff in your bag or whatever. Especially with all our cameras, like, arms and equipment. It's taking 20 minutes the night before and setting oh. everything to get out and getting yeah. everything ready. So, all you got to do is put your clothes on in the morning, drink your coffee, get in the right mindset, and go out there. Yep, I have a you know the routine like my rest, my release goes here, my pack goes here, my bow goes here, my clothes are here, my hat and gloves are here. It's just the same thing every day. And uh, the one day I uh, forgot because I washed all my clothes the one day and re-smoked them and got out of my routine, and I got up to my stand and I forgot my damn release, so I walked yep. back home. And it was uh, yeah, that's that all was, it takes. <laughs> get out of that routine. I've done it though where I forgot my arrows and whatever you live and learn but here's the downside for you well you can you go go do filming i guess that's just as fun but it's like man i just love being on the woods so much so i'm gonna you know it's really cool i don't know if you'll enjoy this but i love squirrel hunting so i now love that, squirrel hunting yeah man now that my tag is full and i unfortunately you don't get another buck tag um i can't wait to go out and take the 22 and do some squirrel planking. I cricket. will definitely do a, a lot of squirrel hunting in December now, especially since yeah. I, we have a whitetail down. Like we did, we did a lot of it last December. It filmed it quite a bit. Squirrel like hunting. Make a really good video of squirrel hunting. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then one thing I should, I'd like, I, I used to do it quite a bit is uh, goose hunting out in fields. I really enjoy that. Just throw up decoys, sit and bullshit with your buddies, wait for geese to come in and then blast. Yeah. Them. Yeah. yeah. I've never, so, I've never done that. Oh, so much fun. You just shoot the shit like we are right now. I can record a damn podcast. And then you see goose coming and you hunker down and start honking at them. And uh, they get in close and you know, open up and hopefully a couple drop. So here's my question for you. Do you want to see the shot? Yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to select the right one. I know exactly what you're talking uh, My buddy Ben did the same thing with an elk and the blood was just gushing out of its mouth. See, it see this one? Right one? Yeah, I can right see. Here. All right. Yeah. I had a bunch of clips open. This is once you got on the same hill. Oh, which one do you, are you not seeing it go right now? Yeah, it's like, it's really choppy, but it's going. I see it. You're coming. Oh. It's not like a video. It's like frame by frame. Really? Yeah. Well, that's dumb. This must be the, uh, you know, Zoom. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it must be just the program. Oh, whatever. I'll just send it to you. No, I keep it going. It's it's, it's still working. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just choppy, but I can see what's going on. I see him running in. That's yeah, pretty open hardwoods, eh? Yeah. Yeah. You see him, he's just looking, 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 like, where is this thing? Oh, oh, fudge. Okay, there he's standing behind a tree, coming past the tree in the opening. I mean, he's very slightly quartering to you right now. He must have turned. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. 
I'll send you the actual clip. Too, yeah, man. do it. Because like it's right out. now, it's uh, you know, it's just choppy. I I, I didn't get to see the arrowhead. That sucks. Um, it's a short because he <laughs> he quit recording when he when he was in those weeds. Um, after he hit that scrape because he thought he was just gonna go down over the hill and not reappear, but he showed up on the other hills or on our hillside, <laughs> came trotting right in. Yeah, you know, wild. The, the spot I sat in this morning, I should get a, an arm. Cause I got a nice video camera. Because like they're the only place I can shoot is in one spot, so it'd be really easy filming. Yeah, right. Just set the damn camera in the one freaking, basically the one place where I can shoot. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so this 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 is a open area. It's on it's on a spine, and the thick spots are off in those ditches, and they just they work through these this openings. Um, that's how a lot of the woods is out there. Because um, my uncle is a farmer there, and he loves cutting wood so he's cut a lot of wood but there's also the ditches and other places where he just leave, has left treetops over the years yeah it's great where the tornado's gone there. through yeah that's why i think i told you out of my uh out of my in-laws they had it logged off what was like two years ago and i'm like oh my gosh it's gonna get so good out there and um for the packer game we're out there i just went to a little knoll some tall grass with my binoculars and seen four mature bucks in 10 minutes which is <laughs> I mean, it's just absurd. And for, I mean, not like, and it's not like four mature bucks chasing one hot doe. They were all in completely different spots scattered around the farm field. Yeah. Wow. Just fucking wandering aimlessly out in the fields. Like, so God knows how big there are out there that I obviously didn't see. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it's so. See, you know what I mean? Here's the question, too. It's like, there are some, you know, did you see like the Bucks Lee and Tiffany just shot those jabronis? Mm -hmm. Just absurd. It's like um, if you do have a big chunk of land where it's basically gets to the point where it's like shooting deer in a pen, you know what I mean? There's just loads of them. Does it still stay fun or does it get like. I would assume that uh, just like people that, if people that probably look at us when we post a deer and they say they're lucky, um, there yeah, it is. Could be endless amounts of work that goes into what they do that we have no idea and the amount of years and the amount of years that he's probably spent getting those and now and yeah i would say i would assume now they are pretty it's pretty much like <laughs> clockwork go out it, it, but, it, but he's also but the, he's all he's also probably going after like a 200 inch every year so like yeah, now it true. turns into like he's sitting letting 170s and 180s walk by him God, wouldn't that be cool to get to that point? It's gonna happen, right? But a it's lot of people, a lot of people would be really, really excited. And I passed four three-year-olds before this buck, right? Can, yeah, I, no, I hear you. Imagine doing that when, like, I could, I couldn't even imagine doing that five years. No, ago, three years. No, ago. well, shit, man, I'm a lot older than you. When I grew up, it like it was a lottery to get a buck tag, right? <clears throat> yeah. And if you seen horns, you shot it. Like that was just how I was raised. It wasn't about. You can't let stuff go. Like, I remember being very proud of shooting a three-pointer just because yeah. I got my – you know what I mean? It was all about – it was all about going to the bar with half of a tag on your back because that was the <laughs> sign that you got one, right, that you filled yep. your buck tag. And times have changed a lot, and I really like how it's, how it's changed for the most part. And that's why, that's why hunting is so awesome because the public land people or the, the righteous people that get mad about people uh, managing their property and having shooting big bucks. Well, that's, it's just a different type of hunting. Like it becomes right. different. Like so the, thing to it, 
Yeah, about that. So I think a lot of anti-hunters, especially they don't realize how much just overall improvement for Mother Earth or nature, or whatever I've done. You know what I mean? So they think like I'm just some killer. I shot one deer, but the habitat is so much better. Like there's so many more squirrels. Like I I seen that bird bobcat for the first time. There's fucking rabbits and salamanders. It's just so much more life compared to i was actually i seen about this day as i was driving in because you drive past the bean fields are picked now yep. they're like deserts there's nothing alive out there right nothing so, on them not they're completely void of life they're just deserts so all these fucking soy burgers and tofu sandwiches from these soybean fields that just kill everything and i don't think people get that sometimes but back to the reason i brought up the game farms i got i didn't see this video i got it somewhere where it was uh, Ted Nugent, you know. Oh, yeah, where they're like, the, doing an interview and there was like a dull walk in like. Yeah, a dull walks to the damn go. screen. It's like, dude, it, how much of hunting is that That really? Because I put in a lot of freaking hours so far this year in a stand and I seen one mature buck and I was fortunate enough that he was, you know, 15 yeah. years away. And when I, when I say, like I think I think I just have a lot of respect for like Lee Lukoski and then the juries and stuff like that because I think that they probably have put in so much work <laughs> over the years and he probably still does that it's it's impossible for anybody to be like well you just it's like a game farm yeah well it took them twenty five years probably to make it way yeah you're probably right you have to create that like then but definitely. there is then there's the other side where you have people who have money. And they just, no, what I mean is it wasn't that. Like, I know they earned it. And I know they built it. But now that it's built and it's there, is it still as exciting, right? It's like, well, I went out hunting last I'm sure night. It's, I'm seen, sure it's more like a job. Seven, I've seen 17 deer, 17 bucks and 38. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and then, too, like you said, it's like, man, I have to get something because I have to make this TV. You know what I mean? It's like, does it still stay and then another reason I bring it up, so I was out in South Dakota, yada, yada, long story short, bumped into two guys. It was kind of cool. I'd actually just gotten one of these guys. And the one dude was a magazine editor for um, some Western hunting magazine. But yeah, we went out for dinner and he's talking about it. He's like, yeah, I get to go in these hunt places. And he's like, to be honest with you, it's not fun because it's work. And this public land spot in South Dakota where I was hunting, like that's what he looks forward to. So it's like really, it, it made me really appreciate the public land hunting because the stuff that you see on TV oftentimes isn't really that cool. So it's just like, dude, I go and I, there's animals everywhere. I shoot one and it's mm-hmm. like, what do you do with this? I like walk and work and it's hard and I fail and it's just different. Yeah. So I don't know. Just basically, I guess the point is, man, we're pretty freaking lucky to be able to do, do this. Oh, insanely lucky and. I took you were born a, with a freaking uncle with awesome land. So that's, you know, I think about that too. I was so fortunate to be born into uh, with a family that taught me how to do this stuff. And um, golly, you know how much trouble it kept me out of too when I was younger? Oh my gosh. You know how much <laughs> drinking I would have done if it wasn't for bow hunting? You know, what I, you know what I mean? It's like, so what are you going to do? It's like, I can't go out. I'm going hunting in the morning. Yeah, I, I'm for sure. I never even bow hunted in high school. Oh my gosh. I had a dad that introduced me to hunting um, enough. He wasn't he wasn't into it that much, but he. Uh, I still, no matter what, he gets credit for introducing it to me. He just wasn't wasn't willing to spend the money on a bowl. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I was out at twelve years old 
with my uh and sports i was just sports were such a i was so into sports that i couldn't it I mean it was it was football and then it was wrestling started wrestling. the next like everyone it was not me it was it was the beginning so yeah i never i i started getting into it after my last shoulder surgery and, and wrestling was kind of off the table no no i i worked today and through all of it but you know i started I was in sixth grade 12 years old out in a tree fucking sl- i had no uh no sights i learned how to just you know just instinctive shooting yeah just slinging arrows at stuff not hitting anything <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous i i can't tell you how many deer i missed because i just you know how hard it is to shoot without a sight oh i missed and then do it when you're 12 years old it's like no wonder why i never got anything i missed insane amount with my rifle Seriously? Between like 13 and 17, I was missed like 10 deer in a row. <laughs> Dude, I was like an idiot. I, I couldn't shoot. I was uh, like what you're saying, like you like black out. Like I was like blacking out when I was aiming <laughs> and like wasn't thinking. And I don't know what the hell I was doing, man. It's crazy. <laughs> See, that's what, uh, when I was a kid, um, I was raised really young, really young squirrel hunting. And it was headshots only, like 22 headshots only. So when it came, when it, by the time I was 12, I shot so many damn squirrels in the head that shooting a deer was the easiest thing ever. Oh, well, that, yeah. So it's just very... Difference between growing up in the city. What's that? Difference between growing up in the city. Oh, yeah. You know those, like, on the barn, those uh, the sparrows? Yeah. They're actually finches, so the ones with the black on their throat. So when I was a kid, man, we used to hunt those, oh, my God, constantly. And... Uh, the black throated ones with a box. So I would tie strings and hang them from the post that my sparrows hanging there just because those were my deer. <laughs> so if you get to, once you get good at shooting a sparrow, shooting a deer with a gun is, is pretty, it was pretty easy. Yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I've said this story on here before, but my first, first <laughs> animal I killed, I had a BB gun in town. And I was hunting the blackbirds and hunting blackbirds and and uh, rabbits because squirrels I could not kill them with that BB gun. They were like too tough. Oh yeah, no, just, no way. Yeah. But rabbits, rabbits I found if you tuck it tucked it right behind their jaw, you slip it in their neck and you'd kill them right right in the spot. But um, my first one, first thing I ever killed, blackbird. I went on my deck and he was she he was up on the on the, like the roof of my parents' house. And I lean over and I shoot it and I hit him in the wing. So I break his wing and he falls down off the second story of the roof, hits the ground and he's flopping around. And I like legit have like buck fever. I'm shaking. <laughs> I run up to him, try to try to kill him, stomp on him. And um, I still, yeah, I remember the adrenaline rush. And Isn't that weird? Shaking. That's in us? insane. Yeah. Dude, I still remember. I can't believe you brought up this on memory. I don't know, back behind the parents' house. I shot it. Cause like you said, squirrels are tougher and shit, right? Can't kill them, baby gun. Not a crappy Walmart one, at least. No. So I finally got, like, you know, those tent pumps where I could pump the shit out of it. And yep. I shot this squirrel with my BB gun. It just fell out of the tree. Like, I'm like, sweet. And it's flopping around. And there's a bunch of squirrels around. So instead of going over it right away, I was greedy. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get some more. And then also, when I go over, that squirrel was gone. I'm like, motherfucker. And uh, I kid you not, I don't know, it was weeks later, a month later, I graduated to being able to use a 22. And I shot a squirrel, and when I skinned it, there was a BB in his neck. Wow. Yeah, it was like the, I still vividly remember that. It was awesome. But, yeah, huh. they're so tough, man, especially God dang. But, yeah, I'm going to get out squirrel hunting this week. 
Well, yeah, I might try to sub all that too. Well, I gotta get going. So get some, yeah, get the too. rest of this deer cut up, and get some work done. But congrats! congrats. Been an awesome couple days for us. Cool. All right, we'll talk to you later.